0: Thank you for joining us on another episode of popcorn for breakfast with your co-host kirk
1: hello hello everyone
0: i am your other co-host cam it has been two weeks since our last episode where we did the streaming special hope you guys enjoyed that one hope you've been streaming it up Since then, have you been streaming it up Kirk? I've
1: watched so many things in the past two weeks. It's
0: ridiculous. We'll have to, we'll have to get your list a little later on. Um, so a little bit of a different episode this time around, uh, due to some circumstances that are going on in the world around us, Kirk and I were chatting last night and felt like we should take today's show in a little bit of a different direction to make sure that, um, you know, that, that what's happening is acknowledged because, our country is um, hurting. our country is in pain um, there's deep divisiveness and anger and, and all sorts of emotions and so um, that all of that due to the the death of George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd at the hands of Minneapolis police officers um, it's unfortunately something that we've seen happen uh, uh, too many times it's it's something that, you know was caught on video um there's really no there's no getting around it it was it was it was murder it was horrific and it's something that should not be happening and it's something that people need to speak out against and so we felt the need to i know i know you guys are probably trying to get away from a, a lot of this stuff but um you know, now's the time for action, right? You know, this, I think what, what I've been encouraged by this time around is seeing how many people are taking action, how many corporations and people who have the means really like putting their money where their mouth is. So by all means, uh, you know, Kirk and I and popcorn for breakfast, we're not trying to add to the noise at all. Um, we would encourage you to donate. Um, we would encourage you to do whatever you feel is necessary to feel like you're contributing because, there's a, there is a positive wave of momentum coming from this that could lead to change. And so, um, you know, organizations like the National Urban League, the NAACP, um, other organizations that are dedicated to police reform, like Campaign Zero, um, check some of those organizations out and just figure out which one aligns with you. Maybe share a couple of their posts. It doesn't have to be financial. Mm-hmm. Um, just whatever you can do to help out, um, that would be our recommendation um, I don't know Kirk if you have anything to add there but
1: yeah I, I hope that hope everyone understands yeah to get away from the noise uh, I think when when we talk about the noise we're talking about the negativity surrounding this from obviously the the violent protests what we've seen more than ever now uh, what I've witnessed is how infiltrated the peaceful protests have become. It is Mm -hmm. a very clear line of people standing up and protesting and exercising that right to bring notice to this that has been put pressure on the powers that be to really make changes and really Execute on those, really follow right. through with those, and then we're also seeing very clearly, like, no, 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 we're, we were peacefully protesting until this. Yep, we were we were peacefully protesting for six nights until this. Right, and I think that a lot of the organizations that all the names that you dropped are um, helping take take away that you know mm-hmm. take away that violent take the, put the pressure on the violent people to get out. Um, we've already seen some. Kind of vigilantes, if you will, go in and defend stores that aren't their own, that right. from like from like violent looting. Um, but well, there
0: was a there was a police former police chief in the St. Louis area yes. who passed away due to some some criminals who killed him, you know, feigning to be protesters Mm -hmm. and, uh, that kind of stuff, you know, it can't be tolerated either. It's, it's a horrific loss, you know, to add to to what's already happening, you know, it's just, yeah, uh, it's, it's pretty dark times.
1: And I think that the people who are really the real activists in this and any, any, Per, any person of color who's out there trying to stand up to to say, "Hey, listen, I feel this pressure all the time," and that could have been me. You know, those are the ones we want to listen to, and we do want to get rid of the noise that takes away from that positive message of let's unite, let's let's be done with this, and let's not let what happened to George Floyd happen again.
0: Absolutely, and and I think you know, we I, I hope you guys have seen from us consistently that we really try to spread positivity and love through this show and to really focus on the good and, and and to not focus on the bad and there there is you know amidst all this darkness there is a lot of good positive momentum there's a wave of positivity and and good progress happening um, and in our industry in the film industry we're seeing people speak out we're seeing people um, protest peacefully most recently John boyega who gave uh, a bone chilling speech to a group of protesters um, so so we're just standing in solidarity with people in the film industry um black actors directors screenwriters um who w- we know you know they could be in the situation and that's that's terrifying you know it's those no one should ever be persecuted against um as a result of anything that's completely out of their control like the color of their skin and so we stand in solidarity with them and so for this show we're going to be celebrating um, contributions by black people in film mm-hmm. so we're going to be reviewing just mercy which stars um, michael b jordan and ooh, ooh. jamie Foxx, o'Shea jackson lots of good black actors who um, and it's about brian stevenson who is an, an activist from the um equal justice institute is that what's called eji eji yep. yeah um so really good story to focus on at these times it's very 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 um, eye-opening, you know, and really topical. And actually, um, we'll get to it a little later on, but you can rent it for free, for free. right now um, through the month of June. So definitely check that one out. And then we're also going to focus our schoolyard pick on our favorite performances by black actors. So um, really exciting show. We're, we're excited to, um, to talk about these things. We, we don't shy away from the conversation, but we're also, you know, want to focus on the positivity and make sure that we're making progress. All right. So Kirk, you said you watched a lot this week. I'm jelly because um, I didn't get to watch very much outside of Mrs. Maisel, which I finished by the way. Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah, man, leaves me hankering for more. It just sucks. Like it's left on kind of a cliffhanger. Not like a cliffhanger, cliffhanger. Like, oh my gosh, what happened to so and so? But like, there's a lot of things that need to be tied up, and Mm. and knowing that season four is like hanging in the balance because of COVID, yeah.
1: Uh it, the end of season three you're like ready to storm into season four right right, like, right more than ever before like i don't know the end of season one was like so fulfilling and you're like yeah she made it end of season two is is uh so like heartwarming like there's a there's a moment in this in the second to last episode no spoilers but like, legit made me cry with Tony yeah. Shaloub. <laughs> and then this one, you're like,
0: let's go. Let's I go. Know. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: Oh, gosh. I'm so, I'm so, pr- I'm so proud and happy for you.
0: Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I feel like the show still has a lot of legs left. Yes. Doesn't it feel that way? Like, it still feels like, you know, every once in a while you start one of these shows and you're like, eh, they may be running out of material. You know, they're only two seasons in, but they, two or three seasons in, but they might be. On their last leg, I don't get that vibe here, and I yeah. I want as much of it as I can get. I'll yeah, tell, there's I'll no
1: grasping it. for straws here. It's it's such a such a machine. It's so good.
0: Yeah. So what did you get to check out this week? Are you ready? Is it how much is this? <laughs> you told me it was a lot, but like, what are we talking here?
1: Well, excluding Just Mercy, I have six films that have been on my list for a long time. Holy smokes! I, which is a lot. But it is. That it's, is. It's been two weeks. It's yeah. Been two weeks. Sure. All right. So. When uh, HBO Max launched, I went crazy. Most of these are from that, but I watched Braveheart for the very first time the very first time Oh,
0: congrats man such an epic movie
1: from the the sweeping musical score Mm -hmm. to mel gibson's wonderful long hair i hope it was real but probably not i i loved every moment of it it was so incredible to watch yeah Uh, it made me want to watch i talked to previously about chris pine being on outlaw king sure uh being another character from that another real person from that robert the bruce and i really wanted to watch that right after didn't get to it okay anyway I watched
0: Cape Fear. Oh, nice. Martin Scorsese with. Yeah.
1: um, What's his name? Robert De Niro. Nick Nolte. Juliette Lewis, tons of people. And uh, then I got back on my James Bond train. I watched On Her Majesty's Secret Service. How bad was it? It was so bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering. I was like kind of waiting to hear what you thought of that one. Yes.
1: And much like... Okay, so as you guys have seen, Cam has started uh, a a stream of the 52-week movie challenge. Yeah. I'm putting together like a Bond movie uh, kind of challenge for the 25. And uh, I don't know when that's going to drop, but I got to get my suit dry cleaned to make that happen so I can... (laughs) Record that, but I've been taking notes every time I've watched a Bond film. This is like number. This was like number seven, and man, it's it's all over the place. It's ridiculous. Um, then I watched The Highwaymen with Kevin Costner because I love Kevin Costner. Yeah, dude. Woody Harrelson. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's about Bonnie and Clyde. I also watched Bonnie and Clyde. It's on HBO <laughs> Max. You're just bouncing right around. <laughs> I'm just making sure that I I hit every streaming service to make it feel like it's like they're all my children. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I got to stay. You fair. have to make
0: sure you're giving proper. Adequate attention to all of them. Yeah, 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 sure.
1: Uh I watched Molly's game with Jessica Chastain, which was
0: incredible. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. Oh, it's man. it's also been on my list. I don't know how that happens. Like a movie just sits on your list forever.
1: Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. Just like, you know, Just Mercy was on our list for a long time. It was, yeah, yeah. And I was you know, so happy to like finally pull the trigger on that. And then that's it. And then just Mercy and Did you watch all movie these movie. for free too? All of them for free. Oh, the only one I rented was on her Majesty's secret service. All right. That's pretty good. Yeah.
0: That's very good. That's, that's impressive for free. (laughs) Very good. Um, how about you? No, I mean, nothing, nothing. I I watched here. Here's something really, really odd. (laughs) So bear with me. (laughs) So my, my anniversary is coming up at the end of, or mid to late June, June, Mm -hmm. June 20th. Um, And I cannot think of what to get my wife. I am a good gift giver. I will just say that. Like, I'm not bad at it. I'm usually coming up with creative things. I like the anniversary gift themes. Like, we always have followed the traditional ones. And, you know, every other one, like cotton, leather, paper, fruit, and and flowers. Like, knock those out. Yeah. This one's wood. It's our five-year. I don't know why it's so hard for me. I think because it seems like it shouldn't be hard. Yeah, it's harder because I'm. There's so many possibilities that I'm like, I can't figure out which option. Yeah. Um. So what I'm alluding to, and what's going to sound really strange, is that I rewatched Gone Girl <laughs> 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 because, if you will recall, it is their fifth anniversary in that film. It's the it's the Wood anniversary, and so that crazy, Rosamund Pike. Yeah. Uh, gets a. Uh, get some Punch and Judy dolls. That's right. For, for, I don't know what I was hoping to get there. Some sort of inspiration that didn't involve like, my wife faking her own death and yeah. leaving me. I don't, I don't Framing know, you for it. Yeah. I don't know what I was hoping to get. It didn't work. So I did watch that.
1: If this helps, I've always, I always wanted to year one. I was like, I'm going to follow the traditions. I'm going to do this. Yeah. So bravo to you. I, cause I never followed through cause I, I couldn't figure it out. So I just went rogue and just got whatever I thought would be wonderful for Aubrey. She followed the wood rule. She got me, and this is perfect. She got me, um, they, an iPad stand. Oh, I love that! Like a, a nightstand iPad stand that you can also um, charge your watch on it. And this was before smartwatches were there, so it would just been would have been a normal watch. But now my Apple Watch sits on there, and you could you could put you could just put a book up there. But I don't read. But you could put your <laughs> iPad up there, and she put our name in it. Uh, she put oh, Aubrey Kirk, awesome. and it's 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 by me every night. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. I think what sucks is that um, what I think is probably the perfect gift for Jackie. I already got her once ah, it's uh because gotcha. she's she's big on baths like she loves taking a bath and uh-huh. playing on her ipad and doing all that stuff and so one time i got her this thing that like goes over the bath where you can put your ipad on it you can put a drink on it and it was made of wood score and i thought it was great but now i'm like dang it should have saved that one <laughs> you yeah. know, i should have saved that for a different year but i'll i'll come up with something i mean it's exacerbated by the fact that it's hard to get stuff shipped to you Oh, yeah. It's really hard.
1: Everything's going to be delayed and yeah. there are less people working. It, you're, it's, it's, yeah. So ugh. Etsy's
0: kind of out of the question. And I mean, Etsy's really my bread and butter. And I mean, I've been looking for weeks, but just like, it's just not aligning for me. So yeah. I need, I need, if anybody has ideas, hit me up. Carpe Diem. Y- Yes. <laughs> please, please, and thank you. Um, I can send you like a dating profile for my wife that I write myself <laughs> or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll work it out. But that's what I, that's what I watched. And then obviously Just Mercy. And then for the 52-week movie challenge, I'm watching One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest tonight. So Nice. Um, very excited about that. It's it's on sale on Vudu right now. If anybody is joining me on that quest, $7 on Vudu to, to own. Not bad. Um, so pretty good. Uh, you mentioned you were watching a lot of these older films on HBO. I think, I think that's my favorite thing about this new platform. And we'll get into it later. But um, those Turner Classic movies and the Criterion Collection... I mean, that that's second to none, man. I mean, when you go on there and they've got, um, you know, Chinatown and Casablanca and uh, Rebel Without a Cause, you know, like those are those are big movies that are on a lot of people's lists. They
1: are. I've got I've been dying to watch the other James Dean films. um, The other ones that he was nominated. Yeah, he he was in three feature films. He was nominated for Best Actor or Supporting Actor in all three. Yeah. Beast Mode. East of Eden, Giant, and Rebel Without a Cause. I've both are on my watch list. I've got like a hundred things on my watch list. Dune is on there. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rush, you know, uh, the Russia House. Like I'm just like shouting things as I'm seeing them. It's so exciting. Uh
0: huh. Yeah. There's a lot on there. There's it's, it's probably the most robust launch catalog that we've seen since, ever. I don't know Netflix. I can't remember what Netflix had when they launched their streaming platform. I think it was pretty light, though. I would say
1: it was probably light.
0: Yeah. So I think that's one of the uphill battles that new platforms have is like how do they get their how do they get their catalog to the level of Netflix? But I think HBO may have pulled it off. They did. It's pretty. It's pretty, like it's got a lot.
1: Plus, all of their original series shows are on there, just like ready to roll. Obviously, so they've got it all.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we'll get into HBO Max a little bit later. Not too much, um, but we will, we will mention it. Um, I, w- I do want to jump into what's popping, though, because we've got a lot to talk about. Pop it up. Okay, so I alluded to it at the beginning, but something really cool, again, talking about positive momentum that's going on from um, this horrible situation, Just Mercy is actually free to rent on video-on-demand platforms, like all of them. Um, through the m- end of the month, uh, the, the producers and, and the, I can't remember which company is it. It's not Universal. Can't remember either. Wow, I'm terrible. Anyway, <laughs> they they decided to make it free because it, they think it's something that people should see. Um, so take advantage. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's as good a time as there will ever be to watch it. Um, may open your eyes to a few things along the way. Who knows? Um, you'll hear our review of it later on, so you can make the decision for yourself. But it's a free movie. Um, And new movies that new aren't free this often. So definitely take advantage. Uh, It's, it's a pretty cool situation. Here's a not cool situation for you. (laughs) AMC, which is the largest theater chain in the world. They're saying, and I quote, substantial doubt is what's in quotes that they will be able to survive the coronavirus shutdown. They are getting ready to report earnings next Tuesday for Q1. And uh, it's speculated that they're going to report a loss in earnings between 2.1 and 2.4 billion dollars in one quarter. Ooh. And to <laughs> to add to that, quarter 2 is expected to be worse. They're expecting to lose more money. Um because January they were Open, good to go. And I think and even into February, I'm sure, right?
1: All the way into March. March thirteenth was in the world. Shutdown. Yeah, so
0: really April, May, you know, that's Q two. They've been totally shut down. Yeah. They they still don't know when they're reopening. I know a couple of other theater chains, Marcus Theaters, which is our personal favorite on this podcast. They're they're prepping to go in uh, late June, early July. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of others. I think this is all CNBC who's reporting this. Um, they also had. A billion dollars in net revenue lost this quarter Gosh. so the problem with amc is that and they tried to sort of address this with their like amc on demand thing which is really kind of a bust um, they have no revenue stream outside of movie tickets which is fine if you're a smaller theater chain but when you're a massive theater chain and you don't own all of your own real estate that is a lot of real estate payments that is A lot of electric bills. I mean, their footprint's just so big that I think it totally hamstrings them. Right. Um, If they're not selling concessions, I mean, their margins are too thin to really survive it. So, I mean, we could be losing AMC.
1: Which is rough. It's uh, I have mixed feelings about this because there's no AMC close enough to me. I've yeah. always wanted one to be because they have an incredible loyalty program. They do and, AMC Stubbs.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You
1: were a part of it when you lived in Edwardsville and yeah. out in Oregon, right?
0: Yeah, and in in St. Louis in there Louis. was uh, there was one. The Esquire was right down the road from me, and that was like my home theater. Yeah, really. and
1: so. they're always so beautiful, and that's why I just I just loved their their theme and their branding and their loyalty. Um, so, but then I also love Mark theaters which is closest to us now and yeah, I'm right. a big fan of those so it's so hard to just see a movie chain go down because it's just one less opportunity to see what yeah, you want to see Yeah and I mean
0: you view it you view it as a hit for the industry at large right and we you know we've talked about it tons of times so we love seeing movies in the theaters yeah. and um, to think that you I mean this this kind of feels like a really significant domino to fall and you just hope that there's not a ripple effect or anything like that right. so
1: because when they open I will 100% go social distance. If I need to wear a mask, I will wear a mask.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll do the, I'll follow all their protocols and go. Yeah. Because I think right now sort of the, the de facto plan that was like the unspoken plan. That's kind of the spoken plan is like everybody wants to be open for tenant. That's that is Chris Nolan has said he wants it to be the movie that reopens theaters. He wants it to be that first thing that people get to see something exciting, something really fun. Um, to get them re-energized for the movies so that's july 17th you know that's when tenet comes out that's that's coming up yeah so the you know the plan is to to have some theaters open whatever marcus theater says is their protocol i'm gonna be there and i'm gonna be following the rules to keep myself and everyone around me safe for sure um but i'm still gonna support my theater
1: yep so have to
0: yeah it'll be interesting but you know the amc's point is this like so okay let's say they open in time for tenet which they're saying there's no way it's just too big of a they're trying to turn the titanic and it's just too big right um you know until november there's not a lot on the docket there's really not so i mean they could play some older movies i know some theaters have kicked around the idea of like putting some mcu movies back in theaters
1: what if they get an hbo max licensing (laughs) <laughs> fee where they yeah. could just like all right uh, we're gonna play Rebel Without a Cause tonight <laughs>
0: yeah we're gonna you buy tickets to a theater <laughs> mystery show everybody in their votes by show of hands on what they want to watch <laughs> and then you just click it's like, to
1: it um, Rodney can you please sign in <laughs> to your HBO Max <laughs> subscription thanks appreciate it yeah to- yeah
0: total revenue total I'm profit I'm down I'd be there <laughs> so um, yeah man thoughts and prayers to AMC we don't we don't want to yeah. see them go away I'm scared I don't want to see them go away but Um, some things you just can't avoid. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next one. The Snyder cut. We've been talking about it, right? We, the last episode we had our big news, which was that the Snyder cut is a thing. It's coming. It's coming to HBO max. Yay. Great. Let's go. Here's some interesting wrinkles though. Our buddy. I don't, I don't know why I said our buddy. He's not our buddy. Zack Snyder. No, he's, he's nobody that we know. (laughs) Warner media chairman, (laughs) Bob Greenblatt. Who's kind of like the head of all of HBO max. Um he is he went on a podcast called Recode Media. Um mm-hmm. don't know why he didn't come on this podcast. That was really rude. That's why he's not our friend. Yeah, I thought he was our buddy. What in the world? Anyway, he went on Recode Media Podcast and said a couple of things that were pretty eye opening. First of all, the Snyder cut does not exist. Is that Odd. surprising to you?
1: Yes, yeah. because for years, for years, including like right after the original came out, it was like all right, yeah, I got another cut of this. They just Yeah, this uh, is a
0: massive troll. Yeah, and it is.
1: So $30 million it's going to take. Is that so, gonna...
0: so, yeah, that was the other part. He said, we'll be lucky if it only costs $30 million. Because they don't have, like, they're going to need new footage. So yeah. that means getting Ben Affleck, Jason Momoa, all, you know, Gal Gadot, all of them back. Yeah. And I know they're all supportive of this project, but, like, to what end? When it's
1: It was so misleading because when you say release the Snyder Cut and he was behind it, it's more of there was a script that was less, uh, th- that was more morphed to his vision. Yeah. It was not filmed and primed and ready to go dude, and they cut around it. he
0: Instagrammed a picture of one of those tins that holds film. Yeah. And it said Zack Snyder Justice League on it. And he was like, yeah, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, what the heck, dude? That is such a joke
1: i've always had a little bit of uh there's been some friction between me and zach and, yeah sure uh, this just 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 heats it up some more and i i don't i don't agree with how he we went about this
0: was it the Zod thing yeah is probably. that what did it for you <laughs> <laughs>
1: listen i was on the other side of that i was like oh he killed him go for it okay all I, right everyone was so mad that the character change of that was i was like Psh, he deserves it do it Superman. yeah
0: i mean it was it was at least something yeah. You know, it, it, I, I'll, I'm i okay with it. I I tend to disagree with it, but I'm like, I'm okay with the idea of it just like being a thing. Yeah. But anyway, like, yeah, the Snyder cut was a total troll. I mean, they're totally pulling the yeah. wool over our eyes on that one. Like the, the Instagrams, like why'd they have to be uh, Jason Momoa even said like, yeah, I've seen it, <laughs> you know, like I've seen it and I know that it's good false. <laughs> I'm like, what are you guys trying to pull? So Bob Greenblatt's like whatever. He blew the lid off this whole thing. He he sounds borderline annoyed about this project, which but it does explain why um you know why they're not putting it out there at launch. Right. Obviously, like why they didn't just drop it because it's not a thing. Right. And it will take them a year. They're they're just like, "Yeah, let's hit redo on that movie since you guys hated it." Uh also Dark Side's going to be in there, so <sighs> Zack Snyder posted a picture of like dark side is here or something like that. And mm-hmm. I was like,
1: oh dark side will be here is what it should.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> of, of course you do that. Like, of course you, because you couldn't make a less interesting villain work. You have to pull it up, pull out the big guns to make this a success. Like mm-hmm. it seems like a cop out to me. I don't know. I'm annoyed by it. All right. And then I've got one last piece of news for you. This one is filed under. Mong? Huh? <laughs> Do you like that okay can we record that <laughs> yeah, put, put it, it on, on the, the board. board huh <laughs> yeah it's like a, it's almost like uh tim the tool man taylor <laughs> <laughs> typed <A-roo>. in <laughs> that was grunge. pretty good actually thank you thank um you. anyway now that i've completely lost my train of thought um <laughs> oh yeah variety is reporting that ryan gosling is signing on to play wait for it the wolf man in the new universal movie the wolfman which is a part of their dark universe thing It's yep. like not a thing but like kind of is a thing
1: dark universe universe yeah
0: yeah um, thoughts on that
1: yeah i don't know that it's a good move for ryan gosling
0: yeah so let's <laughs> let's recap so originally here was here was the original idea from Universal. They're like, listen, we have the rights to all these classic monster properties. I mean, literally like all of them: mm-hmm. Frankenstein, Dracula, The Invisible Man, The Mummy, all of them, mm-hmm. like across the board. The Wolfman, obviously. They were like, we are going to do an MCU of monster movies. That was their plan. And they were like, we're going to kick it off with The Mummy, with starring Tom Cruise. And featuring um, Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll. Really? Yeah, he was going to be like the Nick Fury of the whole deal. Oh my gosh. Right. Um, didn't work. People hated that movie like <laughs> hard. I I did not see that movie because people hated it hard. And I was like, no, I there was no, I had no desire. I don't like the Mummy movies really that much. Well,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: <laughs> I mean, th- like the first Brendan Fraser one is okay. And the second one. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not like, I'm. They're not on my like Mount Rushmore of films. I'm of not going to like seek them out to watch them. So I was like, yeah, it's going to take a little more than that to get me to come back to the movie theater. Um, it failed miserably. So they're like, scratch that. We're still going to reboot a bunch of monster movies, and so they like rebooted it for the third time with the Invisible Man, which was good. We yep. reviewed that on this podcast. We both liked it. Mm -hmm. And, um, as far as scary movies go and monster movies go, we thought it was a good reboot. So we were like, thumbs up. Universal took that as a sign of like, yep, let's keep rolling. Um, they've got a few movies in the works, but yeah, the Wolfman is what we're talking about. And so Ryan Gosling is signed on. So it seems high stakes for him. Um, as an actor, because it feels like a project that is risky. Though I will say after the successful reboot of The Invisible Man, it's possible that they could pull something off here. Yeah. Maybe. I just don't know how possible that is. It, it feels like, if you just look at that on paper, it's like, yikes, that seems rough.
1: I mean, it, it almost seems like the exact same formula for The Mummy. Like, okay, we got The Mummy reboot. Uh, Tom Cruise, perfect. We'll get butts and seats.
0: Yeah, and I honestly thought that Ryan Gosling had sort of reached, like, I don't know, like, Leo DiCaprio status to the point where, like, he could pick his project. Yeah. Not- and be, in the, like, work with the best directors. I mean, he's, working, he's worked with Damien Chazelle twice. Like, he's been in a lot of really good movies. Yeah.
1: And not, like, um, having, like, the uh, Nick Cage trajectory where he's like, I'll just do everything and some will be good and some will be bad.
0: Yeah. And kind of like Steve Carell right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know. I just thought he was on a different path than that.
1: Me too, especially with the failure of Gangster Squad years ago. <laughs> Dude, that movie. I thought that was a lesson for him because. Ouch! Just,
0: that movie should have been a lesson for everyone involved, right? It's a doozy. Talk about a movie that, on paper, seems like it can't miss, and in execution was horrifically bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So when's this slated to come out? Do we know yet? Don't know. 2030 when the world comes back? I mean, yeah. Who, who knows anything
0: <laughs> at this point? But yeah, we don't know. I, and I know there are other movies. Um, there's, a, there's another movie that's called like the dark, the dark Army, which is another one of these monster movies. There's The Invisible Woman, which is the sequel to The Invisible Man. Um, so there are other projects that are... This was my first time hearing about this project at all there are other movies playing that you would assume would be farther along in production based on the fact that we had heard of them before. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I I would guess 2022 at the absolute earliest.
1: Right. Because of thinking about a CGI for an entire wolf man.
0: Yeah. I mean, takes some time. I don't know. They could go all practical effects. Who knows, who knows, man. I mean, like Teen wolf style. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I mean, they like, I don't know. Practical effects have come a long way. They have. Um, We saw it in invisible man. Yes. Did you hear, changing subjects, because I don't really want to talk about the Wolfman anymore, <laughs> but it's kind of related. <laughs> Speaking of practical effects, um, Chris, no- did you hear Chris Nolan's bit about the the jet plane, the, the jet, the jumbo jet that they're blowing up? He said Part he, of it, yeah. He said he crunched the numbers, and it was going to cost more to do CGI of a jet blowing up than it would to buy a Boeing 747 and actually blow it up. So that's what they did.
1: They actually blew it up, yeah. yeah.
0: I was like... I left me with a lot of questions, which, which <laughs> is like, how expensive is CGI these days that you could buy a jumbo jet and explode it? Right. Hopefully just once. I mean, there were no retakes on that, I'm guessing. Nope. And that's cheaper with all the cleanup and all the... Than actually doing CGI? That's insane.
1: Dude, I love... No, is this will this be in tenet? Tenet, that, Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah tenet. I love stunts like that in film. It doesn't happen that often where you get one shot, right? One shot, yeah, that's it. it I forget, there's some pretty big ones. They're escaping. Well, the I line always right think now. of
0: the Mission Impossible. I don't know if it was Fallout. What's the most recent one?
1: Yes, Fallout. Yes, it's Fallout. the one before that. Ghost so Protocol, Rogue
0: Nation. No, it was Ghost Protocol, then Rogue Nation, and then Fallout. Okay, I think no clue. Um. <laughs> Or maybe Ghost Protocol and Rogue. I thought Ghost Protocol was the fourth one. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> in that one, Tom Cruise um, holds on to a plane yes. that's flying through the air. Yes. And I think that was a one. You know, that was a one-shot stunt because I don't think they could have recreated it. So right,
1: he would have probably passed out. Yeah. From yeah. from the the G's of it. Of course, he's also going to go be launched into space for the next one. Is that's that right. Their goal. Yeah. So, yeah. So
0: yeah uh what we're we talking about <laughs> wolfman practical oh yeah effects tenant i don't know <laughs> um but yeah it, it's one of those things where as soon as i heard that i was like chris nolan is back to his old tricks this is going to be fantastic mm-hmm. because if they're going to that level of detail and how sick is that going to look like incredible an actual jet explosion and i don't know if you've seen the scene in the trailer but it's like crashing through the hangar and like our pats and john david washington are like sprinting in the opposite direction i don't know it looks really cool
1: this movie is going to be just as big as inception
0: yeah i, I mean, already feel like it's my favorite movie and <laughs> i haven't seen it so i'll have to like really like detox before i go into the theater so that i'm going in with an open mind because it just seems so good yep okay let's play a game kirk let's do it shall we Um, So I got a new game for my birthday, which was recently um, from my wonderful wife, Jackie. She bought me a game. Let me grab it. This game is called Cinephile. And I think you actually helped her on this purchase decision. So you probably know a little bit about this game too. I did. The general premise of this game. Well, it's hard to say because there are actually multiple different ways to play. um, But um, effectively, you have a number of cards. Every card has... Um, like the one I'm holding has Harvey Keitel and okay. It has a picture of him has his name and it has the name of a movie he's in uh, bad Lieutenant. And so I think the drawing is even from that movie. So, um, that's every card has that. Okay. So the way that you can play a number of games, you can do like six degrees. So like you pull that out and then you have to say like, who's connected to him within six degrees or, or whatever. There's a game where you can, um, trade back and forth naming movies that that person is in until somebody runs out and then they lose. Um, the game we're going to play is like heads up. So each of us will pull a card out of the stack and we'll put it on our head and you have 60 seconds to get as many people, right? So you can either say, I want to guess the movie or I want to guess the actor Mm-hmm. on the card and then the other person has to describe it to you. you have 60 seconds to get as many as you can get do we have to? oh
1: so you pull the card you say actor or movie yeah each time
0: i guess okay maybe okay. we should do two rounds let's do two rounds one just actor. one just actor one just maybe that way we don't have to waste time like okay. trying to like decide yes so we'll each do two rounds 60 seconds each um And I guess we should keep score man. We're really well prepared for this. I've got I I, you did get me a pen So we have that I have no paper for you. (laughs) I this game comes with paper. (laughs) Oh, thank goodness. So that's pretty cool Um, Yeah, I guess I should give this a little plug if you like it the the game's called cinephile Um, Playlist net says attention film nerds. Your new obsession is here Uh, you can check it out at cinephilegame.com. Nice. So if you like the game, go to cinephilegame.com and check it out. They are not paying us. We just want to have fun. We do. All right. So I'll tally the scores. I guess we should tally the scores. Like whoever's saying it, whoever's trying to get the person to guess should tally if they got it or not.
1: The person guessing?
0: The person not guessing. The person giving clues.
1: Whoa. Okay. So it's like the pyramid game. Got it. Right.
0: So you're giving clues, and then if your person gets it,
1: Yep, you keep the the score because I would confuse. Okay,
0: so we're gonna do a Cam column and a Kirk column. Okay, do you understand the object of the game? Yes. Okay, so we're gonna (laughs) do actor first. We're gonna do actor first.
1: So if you've got an actor, so I put the card on my head, and you're gonna tell me movies and i'm gonna be like oh
0: it's this actor it's
1: this actor i'm gonna guess actor names
0: yeah okay i I can say pretty much anything except for the actor's name right and i can't be like rhymes with rhymes (laughs) rhymes with (laughs) Borge dooney yes (laughs) you know I'm i'm not gonna pull that one on you um so let me get A (laughs) were you trying to say Leonardo DiCaprio? (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty bad. Um, okay, so we're gonna do timer. I'm just using my phone here. Oh, I'm scared. Um, so you'll go first and I'll give you clues. And we're doing actor, we're doing actor, and I think we're just gonna do unlimited passes. I don't know what the rule is on passes, but yeah, I don't want you, I don't want to spend our 60 seconds like just kicking it, you know, trying to guess. Oh, well. Um, so pull from wherever you want to pull from, and let me know when you're ready, and I will hit go.
1: I hope I don't make it upside down. That's All right, my worst. This is your
0: file. Okay, um, pass. Yikes. Ooh. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, she's in Titanic.
1: Kate Winslet. Yes, yeah. correct.
0: Okay. Um, ooh, let's pass. That's gonna be tough. Um, Okay, he was just in the Irishman. He's in that new um, Amazon series, Hunters.
1: Uh, Al Pacino.
0: Yes, correct. Okay, uh, uh, he's he's Han Solo. Oh, Harrison Ford. Correct. If I'd have got that one, I would have been fired. <laughs> oh, um, she is one of the best a- best African American actresses of all time. Halle Berry. Um, no, she's she's been famously snubbed a couple of times for some big movies. Lupita. Um, no, she's a, she's Terry Washington. older than that. Darn it. No. Um, uh, I can't think of any movie she's in right now. I don't know why I'm a pass. Yeah, go ahead. Um, okay. We were just talking, we were actually just talking about this person. She's in taxi driver. Oh! Oh. Jodie Foster. Yeah, it's, it's Jodie Foster. <laughs> so you got three. That was tough. Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. I couldn't come up with. Rats. Why can't I come up with a movie that she's in? Help me out. Do you have anything? It's hard to think under pressure.
1: It's also hard when someone's been in so many things that you get right. crippled by it. Yes. Like,
0: uh, <laughs> um, oh, well, she was in, she was in Malcolm X. She was in what's love got to do with it. Um, that's probably one Is of she biggest the biggest ones. She's
1: black Panthers mom. Yes. Darn correct. it. Right.
0: Right. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, it's one of those things. She's been in a 1,000 million really good movies. She was in <laughs> Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, it's exactly. It's see?
1: just like you expect her to be in everything right. because she is in everything. It's paralysis by options. Olympus has fallen. uh Green, green Lantern.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's been in some stinkers because if you're in that many movies, that's going to happen.
1: You should have just said she was one of the doctors on ER. She was the, the ER chief for 21 episodes. Oh, gotcha. That's what a, I would have nailed it.
0: Okay, my turn. All right, you're going to keep score. I wrote oh gosh. down I wrote down a one as the first tally mark, and then regular tally marks as the rest, so it looks really <laughs> stupid. I apologize for that. So I'm going
1: to mark you points <laughs> this time, right? Yes. Okay, all right.
0: Yeah, and I'll start the timer for myself. I hope I do good. Ready?
1: Um, okay, go. <laughs> uh Oh, Inception, the wife.
0: Oh, Marion Cotillard. Yes.
1: We've got Heathers. We've got Stranger Things. Uh, oh, Mom. Winona
0: Rider. Yes. I'm getting easy. Ones. I
1: wasn't giving you points. Oh, our favorite gift monster.
0: Oh, Nicholas Cage? Yes. <laughs> the goat. The
1: goat. We've got... Oh, this is our fam- fav- one of our favorite female directors.
0: Frances Ha? Oh, um... Lady Bird? Why can I not think of her name? Uh, uh, Little Women? Greta. Greta, yep. Greta Gerwig. goodness.
1: Oh, the goat. Uh, Jurassic Park. um uh, The master, uh, not the master. The uh, the. Uh, th- oh, oh, Jeff Goldblum. Thank you. <laughs> We've got Marriage Story. Adam
0: Female driver. Scar ScarJo. There it is. Okay. You're getting great uh, ones. Yeah, I'm getting really easy ones. Pick, so pick, one, pick one. a new one. Pick a new
1: one. We have uh, Vanilla Sky. Oh. <laughs>
0: brutal stop stop that quiet uh penelope cruz yes sir. and the one that i dropped was daniel day lewis
1: oh that'd have been great
0: brutal how many did i get you got six man yeah those were i had easy ones you had some toughies <laughs> I, I did you did. see some of those that were in there I don't
1: look let me look through uh caitlin's uh, mia farrow yeah that, that would have been hard that kim, was hard
0: to come up with movies for her kim Basinger. Yeah. yeah this was this was there were some pretty tricky tough ones. rounds right here yeah for me. yeah thank you garbage you would have said that even if it wasn't. <laughs> it's like all massive, massive stars, and I can't come up with anything. Okay, so this round, we're doing films. Okay. You, or you have to guess the film. You Woo. have to guess the film, and I have to give you clues.
1: So this time, we'll maybe reference in the actor and you like the genre of film. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Stella! You know, right, right. You obviously can do whatever. Car. Yeah, anything right?
0: goes. You just can't say the name of the movie. Okay? Oh, gosh. Whenever you're ready. Well, actually, I'm going to count you in. Ready, set, go. Okay, I cannot read the movie. Uh, we've already done that card. Hold on. Goodbye. Hold on. Was that Harvey Keitel? Get out of here, Harvey Keitel. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Keitel strikes again. I knew that. I was like, what in the... Okay, reset, reload. Here we go.
1: Wait, wait. Do we have to guess the movie that's on the card or any movie? You have to guess the in?
0: movies that's on the card. Oh. I have to give you clues for the movie that's on the card. Gosh. It's going to be really hard because there are some really obscure movies in there.
1: I feel like there might be more passes in this yeah, round I than the agree. actor I round. Agree. Okay.
0: okay, here we go. Ready, set, go. So- I cannot read it. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Reset. I cannot read them.
1: Oh, well, that's because they're like...
0: I'll pull them. I'll pull. There How we would go. I do that? Because you don't really need to hold it on your head.
1: I also would not have known that one.
0: <laughs> okay. Dude, I know. the. What was that? The, the Hudsucker Proxy? The Hudsucker. Hunsoc- uh, yeah, I was like, no. No, no, no way I would have gotten that. <laughs> okay, here we go. Let's try again. This is Thrice. Thrice. Take restart. three. Restart. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Okay, this is the movie with Jamie Foxx. It's three. It's, uh, no, it's Quentin Still. Tarantino. <laughs> oh, Django Unchained. Correct. I'll just keep your cards. Oh, this is um, so Jackie Chan's in this movie. Please story. Yes, correct. Yes. <laughs> Love Jackie Chan. Okay, so uh, Michael B. Jordan's in this movie, but it's not the movie we just watched. Fantastic it's a, Four. It's a Rocky Creed. type movie. Yep, Correct. Okay, so our paths is in this movie. It's it's not. Um, it's one of his more obscure movies. Good times. It, yeah, that's right. Okay, this movie is a. It's a Scorsese film that I was saying doesn't feel like a Scorsese film to me. It's got oh, um, Leonardo DiCaprio, Shutter Island, Jonah Hill. Oh, uh, um, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, correct. Ten, Ten seconds. Right, pass. Nine seconds. Pass. Sorry. Um, oh, this has got Michelle Williams. It's uh, it's
1: Marilyn Monroe. My no, Marilyn it's Monroe. the it.
0: it's her biggest movie, Blue Valentine.
1: Ah, Blue Valentine.
0: Is that Woody Allen?
1: Mm, no, can't
0: remember. I can't remember either. It's hard, man. Under pressure, I'm telling you what Here, put those in the discard pile. So you got one, two, three, four, five. Oh,
1: Pacific Heights yeah i just Michael didn't Keaton. know how
0: to i didn't know how to describe that because if i would i couldn't think of anybody else who's in that cast
1: i can't remember that there's is this i think i get this one confused with another one is the pacific heights one where he like rents a room above a house and he's like a crazy man and like tries to kill them yeah okay cool <laughs> that one's yes. that's a great horror thriller flick Here guys you
0: go. here's all my cards okay Okay, so you're going to do the same thing. You're going to pull cards for me. I would just keep the cards. And then tally it afterwards. Yeah, I really like how we're talking through everything <laughs> that we're doing because <laughs> we did not prepare for this. It's fun so far, though. I'm having a blast. I think, okay, God,
1: this is We're not even going to do a review. This is just no, what we're going to do, this guys. This is just what we're going to do. This, this could be like mini episodes where we <laughs> right. just play this game <laughs> right. for half an hour. Exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, um, I'll start my own timer. Ready, set, go, me. Boop. Uh, nope. <laughs> Dude, there are some toughies in there. Oh, um, stop looking at me, Swan. Oh, uh, uh, Billy Madison. Yes. Okay. <laughs>
1: uh, can I tell you the actress? Yeah. Kate Blanchett. Um, and, uh, one of the Rooney, Ro- Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara, Kate Blanchett. They love each
0: other. Uh, oh, um, um, Blue Jasmine? No, not, pass. Pass.
1: Oh, this is uh, this has got Robert De Niro in it. It's a big influence on his character in Joker. Taxi Driver, um, King of Comedy. There it is. Oh, you've seen this. This has Amy Adams. It also has Joaquin Phoenix. It also has Amy. ScarJo. Oh, um, her. Yep. Emily Blunt. Um, This is a film with... um, Mary
0: Poppins Returns.
1: (laughs) This has uh, Bruce Willis in it. It's got uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. There's lots of CGI. Oh, um, uh, Looper. Yep. Oh.
0: That's all right. Man,
1: that was tough to reverse my brain. I know.
0: Because you see the actor's name first. That's really fun. Let me tally this up. We got one, we got two, we got three. I think I had one more, too. Billy Madison. Four. Yeah, so I had four. Four in that round. Are we going to be tied? No. 10. It's all right. Because really nobody wins because we are both working together. So that's true. It's just a fun family game. And we got 18 points. also. We'll go for the more bloodthirsty games later when we feel comfortable with this. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's cinephile. I thought that was pretty fun. We'll have to bring that back.
1: That was so much
0: fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Um, yeah, it feels like we haven't done a game in a long time.
1: You know, we haven't.
0: It's nice when you don't have to come up with a game from scratch. This has six games in it, so we can just like cycle through them, and you know, with, play the, all the, with ones.
1: the global pandemic, uh, I was uh, stressed to create some games yeah, for us, Cam. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I hope you can forgive me.
0: No, I don't. I'm not pointing it at you. That wasn't like a passive-aggressive jab at you. Oh, I'm reading between <laughs> the lines. <laughs> that would be pretty <laughs> dirty of me to be like, "How dare you, Kirk?"
1: Like, well, haven't had a game in a while, huh, Kirk? Huh? huh? That's how it felt.
0: Right. Well, that's <laughs> not what I meant, but you'll never know, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you'll just assume it in your head. Okay, that's our game. So now we're at our review, Kirk. Yes, we're at our yes, review yes, of yes. Just Mercy. Uh, yeah, let's get Yeah, let's get the energy up a little bit. Let's get the energy up. Um, so I get the the distinct pleasure, nay, the privilege, nay, the honor of synopsing this movie for you all. You do. <clears throat> I watched it last night, so I feel pretty fresh, he says, before he stumbles over all of his words. <laughs> I did not write this down, so if I stumble over my words, whatever. Um, so Just Mercy is a movie starring Michael B. Jordan as Brian Stevenson, who is a Harvard Law School graduate. Um, who dedicate. He's African American, and he dedicates his life to um, helping people who are on death row, uh, who may have been wrongfully convicted, helping them get... Um, better legal counsel because a lot he finds that a lot of them get really poor legal counsel, especially this was like the what was it like the eighties, late eighties, nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, so like late eighties, early nineties. Um, and so he goes to Alabama upon graduating from. He's from Delaware. He graduates from Harvard. He goes to Alabama because he feels like this is really persistent, especially in the black community, because it was a very racist, um, probably still is, area of the country. And he starts there, and he um, gets linked up with Jamie Fox, who whose character's name is Johnny D. Mm-hmm. And this is based on true story, who is on death row for a crime that he did not commit. And so he, he works on him, and, and he works on a couple of other cases. And uh, Brie Larson plays Eva, who is, uh, who's from Alabama, and helps him start the Equal Justice Initiative. And so the story kind of revolves around their work, specifically as it pertains to Johnny D., and uh, kind of goes into the details of that case. You nailed it. Anything I missed? Is it Johnny D, Johnny B? Did I miss it?
1: Johnny D. Johnny D. Okay. I don't, I got to look into why he was called that. Yeah, because his <laughs> name's
0: Walter McMillan, isn't it? That's right. <laughs> so it's like his name's Walter McMillan. His nickname's Johnny D. That's Nothing. like um, my great, my great, um, my great grandfather. His name was Jesse. Mm-hmm. He went by Larry. <laughs> because his name i believe his full name was jesse lowry smothers and so people instead of calling him lowry started calling him larry because it's easier to say and then he was larry so (laughs) i always knew him as larry smothers and i'm like your name is jesse what anyway so funny that's the situation we got going on here okay so now we're moving into our superlatives now that we've synopsed the movie which the first one is and the oscar goes to kirk do you want to kick us off here is it me well, I think it's technically me, but I was war- my oh. my voice hurts. I'm gonna take a drink of water. I was wondering <laughs> if you would go first. I will go
1: first. I, okay. will, I will take one for the team, as they say. This one, this one was a no brainer. Uh, I I had no no issues going with this. This is why we wanted this movie on our list. It's been on our watch list forever. It's Mr. Michael B. Jordan.
0: Yes, good pick.
1: But none other. He, he's just he's just so incredible. I think I've mentioned it several times. Um, Michael B. Jordan came in. Uh, the first experience that I recall, however, I'd seen him in something before, was the series Lie to Me with Tim Roth. That was, oh yeah, wow. Man, he came in in season three, episode one, and I was like, this kid is amazing. And then rewind to 2001, he was in Hardball, of course. Oh, he was one of don't the- even
0: mention that movie. I will just break down.
1: <laughs> I know we talked about, I think I mentioned that he was in that before. Gee, baby. But, oh, gee, baby. But uh, he's been in just so many different things. He was in Friday Night Lights forever. He, I mean, he's got his acting chops down. He knows what he's doing. We're going to see him be another best actor in one of these days. It's going oh, yeah, it's to happening. happen. When I was watching this movie, I got a little upset because it looked like at first that the stakes weren't high enough for Michael B. Jordan, that he was going through all of this stuff. He was passionate about it, but he wasn't like exploding. Like we, we know he can explode and I like to see big emotions in actors that I know can do it because there are actors out there who can't have those moments. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't have those moments? You need to have the full spectrum. And I think that as it went on, I really understood who the character was, who the person that he was portraying, that's not who he is. That's why he can go and do the work that he does to get the people the right um, uh, service that they need to get them out of the situation that they're in. Uh, So I really appreciated a softer performance from him even though yeah. it was still very very passionate uh, you can tell the entire time so i thought it i thought it was a great a great role for him
0: yeah he, he was very reserved um mm-hmm. i thought throughout but it, so i guess understated yeah. but not it doesn't mean that it's just because it's a less high energy performance doesn't mean that it's low effort it, right. it was definitely high effort and he was working really hard to convey a really consistent character and he did a really good job I think that's a good pick. I got to go with my buddy, Jamie Foxx. Hey-oh. I love Jamie Foxx. I mean, Michael B. Jordan was great. Actually, Michael B. Jordan was great. Brie Larson was great. Jamie Foxx was excellent. I love Jamie Foxx. I think Jamie Foxx is... I don't know if it's fair to say he's underrated. He's been in a ton of good stuff. He's an Academy Award winner. Um, But for it just weirdly feels like people still don't give him the respect that he deserves as an actor. I think because he's one of those like multi-talented guys, cause he can do music and he can also act right. He's so excellent. I mean, I just love him. I think my favorite performance of his heading into this movie was actually Django Unchained because it was so understated. This performance was not, this performance was a guy who wears his emotions on his sleeve. And so we really got to see the full slate of acting tricks that Jamie Fox has, which there are many. He's an, excellent physical actor that was on full display in this movie Mm -hmm. um he really got to turn on the charisma which i feel like is what he's kind of known for he just has the dude just oozes with charm i mean he just is great he seems like probably because he's a really friendly guy in person i imagine just based on the way that he acts um and he just every slate of emotions from you know despair anger you know rage even um, to extreme joy, he, I mean, he ran the full gamut, got to show everything, and he was brilliant. I, I really thought he was great, so had to go with Jamie Foxx.
1: He was, yeah. I'm pretty sure that Jamie Foxx was the third African American to win Best Actor because it went, yeah. Sidney Poitier, Denzel, and then, yeah, him. I think that's correct for Ray. Uh-huh. Uh, so. Excellent, excellent, obvious choice. What's funny about that is that we basically flip flop. Usually we do the opposite for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of the yeah. Big explosive. And I was like, you know what? Michael B. Jordan's my guy. I got to go with
0: him. <laughs> yep. Good call. That's All excellent. right. So let's move on to Scene Stealer. Kirk, mm-hmm. who is your Scene Stealer in this movie?
1: This one. I told you before. Uh, Cam and I don't share our notes before, but I told him, I said, I think I'm going to throw a curveball at you for my Scene Stealer. I'm ready. I'm going to go with Rob Morgan.
0: Yes. Good one. Good one. Rob pick. Morgan.
1: This, this is a guy that's been on my radar. Um, he plays Herb, right? He plays Herb. Yeah, yeah. Herb is uh, uh, one of the clients that Brian Stevenson played by, of course, Michael B. Jordan. He takes the him on. He takes on three clients, which is a curveball, not a spoiler. It's very inventive for us for a true life story like this. And Herb has PTSD. I'll leave it at that. And I have to tell you that as to why why someone would be um, uh, capturing scenes in a stronger light or in a different light than Mr. Jamie Fox. So. This guy has been if you've watched the the Netflix Marvel series, he was in every one of them. He played a character named Turk. Mm-hmm. He was like a, a a CI. He was telling the police what they needed, but he was also telling the superheroes he- what they needed to know too. Um, kind of a you know lives between the lines kind of guy. He was in Mudbound. He was in Stranger Things. He was in Godless. He was in the Last Black Man in San Francisco. There. I mean he's just infiltrating into everything and every single performance that he gives he looks like a completely different person. Oh yeah,
0: he's totally transformative. Yeah,
1: and I just love that about him and it was very it's very clear that he takes every role seriously even if it's if sim- even if he has two roles that are similar to one another he definitely finds the lane that belongs to that part of the story for that film. So I was all eyes on him the entire film during his parts. I couldn't think of anything else. He totally captured me.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's when you see the movie, you will be absolutely drawn to him once again, free. So please, please rent it and watch it. Um, Yeah, man, you know, actors who have the ability to literally shape shift are on a different level. And this guy does that. I mean, he, we've seen it before. We definitely saw it here. It's, Shocking when you see his picture after the movie. You'll be like what that's the same guy. It's <laughs> it's really quite amazing And yeah, man, he he was so good. I'm i'm throwing a curveball for scene stealer <gasps> um, breaking the rules i'm going with Three scene stealers, stop <laughs> it. which is the stop it the combination of rob morgan jamie fox and o'Shea jackson They all are neighboring inmates on death row. They share yep. cells um, they, they all neighbor each other and so they have conversations through the walls and those scenes dude are among the best in the movie probably the best scenes in the movie and the most emotional the most dynamic um, O'Shea Jackson this felt like a small role for him because he's you know he's really getting to be quite a big star mm-hmm. um, but man did he play it perfectly and the three of them together the chemistry was off the charts and it was so so electric um, and just like Without those scenes, I feel like the emotional um, you know, wavelength of this movie would be really flat. Yeah. And instead, you know, you get really good dynamic contrast and those guys are driving a lot of it. So I'm picking three scene stealers, which is totally breaking the rules, but I had to call out those scenes because they're just so brilliant. Sorry, Kirk.
1: Cheater, cheater. I know. I, I also love that, that, uh, that camaraderie that they have because they're all, they're all in, you said jail cells right next to one another. They also represent like the black community and, and the struggle of what they're trying to get out of also prevalent to what we talked about at the top of this episode, you know, like they're being targeted more so than others um and we need to make sure that we're united and not just saying all right there's there's a black male that's obviously the culprit and seeing their stories and seeing how they communicate and seeing how they uh support one another is really impressive and really it's just so uh inspiring Uh, it just you you got to watch it it's 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 incredible all those parts
0: totally agree Um, All right, so with that, we're ready to move into our Showstopper. What you got, Kirk?
1: Showstopper. So this film, as I was watching it, I felt like I kept getting punched in the gut, like just things that were happening between each of the uh each of the inmates things that were happening to brian stevenson himself uh things that were happening to brie larson brie larson's in this film and it was just so insane i'm like did all of this happen in like a week what (laughs) yeah like how are any of them alive like how is their mental status at this point so i wanted to check the like the timeline of these things and so I found it absolutely incredible that they were able to to lift all of the accurate things that happened and piece them together in this film. Not in an overwhelming way, but the fact that you know they didn't uh, they didn't embellish anything. Uh, they just put them in different parts of time. Like it was between the course of all three of these cases, and. Th- what we find a lot of time in hollywood is they add scenes and i'm like man i really hope that was real because if it wasn't then uh, we're we're not telling the truth here and every single one of these big scenes that that you just felt like i can't believe that's happening in this world i can't believe that was happening in 1989 between 1989 right. and 1993. Right. like i was born in 1989 and i was like are you kidding me <laughs> uh so it was really really fantastic um uh, so between um, intimidation by police uh, and um, il- illegal law tactics happening all through the course of this. It really was very, very well-structured with the historical accuracy and the truth behind all these stories.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good pick. I I didn't get a chance to look too much into the timeline, but I mean, it really was well-edited, well-paced throughout. I thought that, you know, the timeline was not confusing, really. It, it made, it, the chronology of it made a lot of sense. So um, that's a really good pick, one that I did not think about. For my showstopper, I'm going with the casting. Um, casting is probably the hardest part of the based-on-a-true-story film because you have uh, a person that you have to base them on. So not only do you have to be find somebody that looks like the person you're trying to cast or can be transformed into that person. But then on top of that, they have to be able to do the job, you know, they have to be able to do the job. And then on top of that, what this casting director was really able to accomplish was finding a cast that had insane chemistry, an ensemble cast where it didn't matter who was sharing scenes. They all played off of each other really naturally. Um, they, they struck the right tone. They, you know, they helped drive the scene forward and they played, they, again, they played off of each other really well. You know, being able to find all those three things in a based on a true story movie is really impressive. You don't always see that, um, and then you get to the end of the movie and they're showing like the real people and you're like, wow, they look a lot like it. So kudos to the casting directors um, on this film because that's tough. That's tough work, and they did an excellent job.
1: So true. Yeah, it just I looked at each of these people as they what they looked like. It was insane. It was insane. Yeah identical each of the actors <laughs> yeah
0: it's pretty crazy um so that's showstopper let's move into director shoes kirk what is your what are your notes to correct in this movie
1: i would say that uh i already mentioned that there are three characters three clients that brian stevenson supports which i loved that surprise i, I thought that was really brilliant yeah too because otherwise you were probably thinking you're going in you're just going to hear about jamie fox as johnny d And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they're like, oh, by the way, we're going to do all three of these strap in. I thought that was brilliant. I don't think that despite it having that awesome community, those wonderful scenes between the three of them, I don't think they had enough time in the film to really represent Mm. all three stories. Um, I also would have, I think that the director could have used a narrator device that would have helped piece that together better yep. where they could have filled in the lines, um, you know, much like a montage can like do that. So I feel like that would have been really great. And if it would have been a narrator, I would have liked it to be Johnny D, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Because um, I think Michael B. Jordan would be an, an easy, obvious choice. I think it would have been cool to see the other side of that yeah. uh, as he's telling the story. So um, yeah, those, that's what, those are the things that I would change about this movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good call out. I actually had a note that's similar in nature basically saying that I think the medium sort of failed this movie in a way that it would have done better as like a limited series um, because you just you did get that sense that there was just more there, you know, more there that you wanted to hear about, more there that you wanted to dig into. Um, so it's not that film was the wrong medium. I just don't think it was the most optimal. I think that a limited series could have given more of those details and that maybe they should have focused in a little bit more. You know, it's, it's hard, you know, you, it's, it's give and take, but I, I agree there, there's you, you're left wanting, you know what I mean? You're left wanting a little bit. So good call out. Um, My, sh- my, what are we on? Director's shoes? Yeah. My director's <laughs> shoes. Think. Um, it comes down to the screenwriting because I was disappointed to see that they sort of, as much as they were able to use the plot to kind of think that something's going to happen and change it, you know, the way that you're talking about, like, We're not doing just one case. We're doing three. Like, those things were really good. But from the screenwriting, they fell into a lot of those same traps and tropes and um, cliches that these based-on-true-story movies kind of do. Um, Just, like, less-than-eloquent setups, Mm -hmm. you know, things that are just, like, a little too blunt and obvious. It It could have been a little bit more nuanced on the screenwriting front. And so, for me, there were times where it was, like, I don't know. It seems like a harsh word, but a little bit cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that sucked because there were times where the dialogue was incredibly rich and it just seemed like, I guess there's transitions or setups for like big things happening. They kind of fumbled through. So I would have liked yeah. to see a little bit more of that attention to detail all the way through. It would it would have made it feel more authentic, more real. And, and just, it would have really rounded out this movie and made it a great, great movie.
1: Yeah, I will say that um, while I wish that they could have told those stories in a little bit uh, bigger length, right? I think limited series would would be so so powerful. Maybe we can even have that as well. I don't know. Um, But at the end of this movie, you know, there's this thing called the Chiron text.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Oh,
1: have you have you heard of this? This is called the Chiron text. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's basically whenever there's text on screen on a movie. Yeah. Uh, cuz Chiron is the company that originally generated this, so it's always been referred to as the Chiron text. So they they give us updates as you would expect on a based on a true movie at the end and there is a punch so powerful um yes. in this which really ties those three stories back together. So yeah. um they, do you think you
0: can share it, or do you feel like it's it's a spoiler?
1: I'm gonna, am because I don't think that this that the these these men's story got enough publicity. Plus, a, uh, I'm assuming, unfortunately, that our listeners are our age or mostly our age that yeah. they may not yeah, necessarily yeah. remember these cases. So I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it as yeah, and a it it would
0: kind of hurt the effectiveness a little bit. It so. would,
1: it would. So that right there, what the update that they gave us at the end really gave us that full closure to to all these clients and and what was going on with brian stevenson and um i thought that was pretty pretty powerful yeah
0: yeah definitely really really drove it home
1: and i really just wanted to say chiron text yeah i mean it's pretty fancy
0: kirk i mean we knew you were fancy but that's pretty awesome Mm, chiron text pass the (laughs) tea please yeah chill out over there (laughs) um okay so that brings us to final thoughts and and scores so let's kick it off
1: yeah I think I've said all, all my fancy things that I wanted to say Michael B. Jordan can do no wrong um, Jamie Foxx is the perfect mimic that's why he won the Oscar and yeah. I think mimic all you can and um, he was mimicking a real person and he also had had himself uh, and, and, and so many other worldly things on his shoulders projected onto it too. And I thought that was fantastic. I really wish that the director's shoes thing hit me hard. I'm going to go with the final score of this. Uh, still still pretty high in my book, a 7.9.
0: Yeah, good call. Um, I have to say, I, I painstakingly created a scoring rubric over the past couple of weeks. I shared it with you. You did. Um, but for those listening, I built a rubric in which I broke films into... 20 different aspects on which they're scored each with a possible highest score of 0.5 points adding up to 10 kernels yes, and this is my first time using this rubric and I Think it's solid. I'm just gonna pat myself on the back because I yeah. do I think it's actually good because I think I was going higher than I actually felt on a lot of movies and so if you start hearing scores that feel a little bit lower for me or, or a little bit lower than what you would expect that might be the case, but um Using my rubric, some of the things that I called out, um, this movie didn't really feel one of a kind. You know, it felt like something that could have been done by a couple of, you know, by a lot of different people. I think the things that really make it stand out and where the direction was really good was with the ensemble cast. It was with the storytelling. The plot was excellent, really well executed. It was well edited. Um, But some of the areas it lacks are. Medium, I don't I don't think the movie was long enough or I think it should have been something else Uh, The score was sort of non-existent and in a movie like this you want a really Really big sweeping score Mm -hmm. to nail that emotion because when then when the emotion hits you're you're gonna feel something But you can feel something physical if the score hits you too. Yep, and I wish that had been there Um, And then the screenwriting as I mentioned I thought was a bit of a miss it could have been better executed so uh, we're really close in score, which a lot of times we are. I'm kind of surprised by that, but uh, I'm giving you a 7.8 out of 10 kernels. Um, yeah, so high scores. I think it's a. I think it's a good movie. One you should definitely check it out. Check out because again, free. It is free to rent. Yeah. Um, so let us know what you guys think of Just Mercy. There's nothing holding you back from watching this movie. Nothing financial, at least. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out and let us know what you think. I will say
1: a couple more things that I can't let get away. Um, on Cam's rubric, he filled out very specific guidelines for every single level of point. <laughs> I'm talking he hand wrote short answers for his scoring in 120 Excel cells. Thank you. Thank it's you. so impressive. And I'm going <laughs> to... Yes, yeah, so I hit the button for myself. <laughs> <laughs> you did. That's well deserved. I am going to try to start using this next week uh, or next next week for for whatever movie that we decided. Well, no
0: point. pressure, man. I mean, do I want to try it? Do you? Yeah, give it a try. I, I think it's nice. I'm hoping that what it results in is more consistent scoring yeah. across the board. Um, because I got to the end of last year and I was kind of reflecting on some of my scores. I'm like, man, I was too nice. You know, I was too nice to that movie. I could have been a little bit more. I could have been a little bit more detail-oriented. So hopefully this works out and we kind of tweak it as we go. It's great. We'll never share it. Patented. Copyrighted. (laughs) No, we'll probably share it. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) We're an open book over here at PFB. All right, that brings us to my favorite part of the show, which is Schoolyard Pick. We've got a really fun Schoolyard Pick today, which is Schoolyard Pick of Performances by Black Actors. So I synopsed and... So that means you go first. You're actually first. Yes, I am. How dare you.
1: Yes, I
0: am. All right, get it out of the way, Kirk. What's your first pick? I know (laughs) it's going to be on my list, and it's going to tick me off.
1: Of course it will be. I have to go with something so substantial that I feel honored that I get to select it, and it's, of course, Denzel Washington in training day.
0: Oh, you dirty, dirty dog.
1: (laughs) This was, of course, his winning performance to be the second male actor at the Academy Awards as the second African-American behind Sidney Poitier who won it in like 1967, I believe. Correct. Yeah. And training day was in 2001. 2001. Yep. That's a big gap.
0: It is. That's crazy. (laughs) You know, you don't, I I don't know when you said it earlier about Jamie Foxx being the third African-American or black actor to win. I was like, that cannot be true. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's, it really it's is.
1: It's it's super crazy. I'm glad that those those things are being cast aside and, and we're really breaking into um, what should be the right recognition. Uh, Training Day. I mean, I wasn't old enough to see this movie when it came out. Yes, yeah, So I had to watch it way later, and when I did, I could not look away. And it's really, really mesmerizing. So Denzel gets all the credit. Denzel using his celebrity status recently, big public story in the George Floyd protests. That was there was a there was a, a black man on the streets who was in a police altercation. Denzel hops out of his car with his COVID mask and steps in between, de-escalates the situation. Wow. And th- I think they did take away the gentleman that they were talking with, but. The guns that were drawn or batons that were ready to um, use as defense or whatever they put it down Denzel talked them all down and it, they left cow. peacefully. He is the man. Yes,
0: yeah, superhero <laughs> status I mean that like literally probably saved it could have saved a life. There. Right. That's insane. So Just shout super, out to Denzel super cool I love him. That's awesome. Good first pick um, was on my list. You jerk <laughs> um, obviously um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Sydney, Sydney Poitier. Um, I'm not gonna do in the heat of the night. I'm gonna do, A Raisin in the Sun. Nice. Um, man, A Raisin in the Sun. What what can I say? Such an excellent, excellent play, and really translated well to film. It's, it's a really nuanced and complicated story about dreams, about sh- about struggle, about clash, struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a period piece. It's it's beautiful. If you haven't seen this movie, I highly recommend it. I'm, I'm thrilled that my uh, junior year English teacher showed us this movie in high school. Um, thank, thank you to her. I mean, it's it made a real impact on me. I thought it was one of the greatest things I had ever seen. Still do. I, I love that movie. Uh, Sidney Poitier was snubbed for the Oscar for his performance in that movie, which is a bummer. But yeah. um, it's still really good, and that's why I wanted to call it out because a lot of people... You know when you look back at old movies you try to go like who won best actor who won the- I didn't want this one to slip under the radar because it's really excellent. Um, yeah, Raising the Sun Sydney Poitier. Nothing else to say there. It's really just an excellent performance.
1: So good. So so good. Oh, so now we have to keep going.
0: That's <laughs> this- right. <laughs> That's right. Your second pick.
1: This is this is very tricky. Um, I'm going to go with Uh, I'm going to go with Miss Viola Davis.
0: Okay, which film?
1: I'm going to go with her performance in fences. Dang it, skirk! <laughs> you jerk! I mean, you could have picked any of her performances, any any at all, but this performance, uh, you know, this is what Coin's snot acting, snot crying acting. It's not crying, <laughs> <not> yeah. <crying> <laughs> because, like, some, you know that someone is in it when there's just, like, spit flying out their mouth. I mean, but there was, like, this giant booger hanging down her face that, like, went back in her mouth. Like, she didn't care. She was 100% in the moment uh in this august wilson adaptation also starring denzel of course yeah. and she killed it she she can do no wrong um did she did she win the best actress for this i'm pretty I sure think she, she did, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah and uh i just got to give her just mad props
0: unreal performance uh, that scene i remember exactly where i was i saw it at uh the landmark theater um the chase park plaza yeah theater Man, took my breath away. I, I remember that scene and just being shaken to the core of my being and being like, holy <laughs> crap, that was awesome. Yes. Um, yeah, I definitely had her on my list. She was actually um, my second pick, so that really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for that, Kirk. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to go with another female actor uh, to take this performance off the board because I'm scared that you'll steal it. Don't do it. Octavia Spencer Don't. in the help uh, <laughs> now I had a tough choice on this one because I really loved her in hidden figures and I really loved her in the shape of water. Um, Octavia Spencer gets typecast a lot, which is really a bummer because she has range at the wazoo. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and even though she got typecast in shape of water, it was a little bit more nuanced. Uh, but her character in the help is one of the greatest performances we've had in the last decade it's really a great movie, a feel-good movie, um, and her character is way more complicated than it seems on the surface. She deals with so many things in a non-verbal way, yes, um, which is hard to do as an actor mm. and hard to convey to the viewer without them thinking that you're just not reacting to anything. Um, and she nails it, and she was totally deserving of the Oscar that year, which she won, um, and I think she'll continue to win. She's brilliant. She's She's so good. I mean, she always gets cast as that maternal figure, which is a bummer, but um, hopefully that changes. And honestly, if she continues to play that role, she's she's great at it. So Yeah,
1: we've talked about that before. Uh, it's like, man, I know there's so much more in the tank for oh, her yeah. that she could just just like unleash. But at the same time, like it, as an actor, Hits. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. And from a business perspective, like, yeah, like I'm always going to do this. There's the girl, and I should know her name. She's she's in like the wedding planner under under um, Jennifer Lopez, and then she's also the mom in Jurassic World. Uh, what's she's? Been oh in
0: the, yeah, she's in um, George of the Jungle. She's been she? in a billion things. Yeah. She plays
1: the same character, like congratulations <laughs> you will always be cast you're yeah. always the first choice um octavia spencer's on another level than that because she's playing primary lead characters but yeah i would be fine with either one
0: yeah yeah good call um all right you're on your third pick now
1: okay i'm gonna go with and i will never ever pronounce this name correctly but i love this man shibatel it's
0: that was actually right. Yes. She was
1: Yes, but the performance I'm talking about is probably one that not many people are thinking of. This movie is called Red Belt.
0: I've not seen that.
1: Yeah. It's. Uh, I wonder. I'm going to pull up my Just Watch app and see if I can locate it real quick if it's available anywhere. Yeah. This is a movie. It's a David Mamet um, screenplay. Okay. I think he also may have even directed it. And out of nowhere. I don't know how I stumbled across this movie. Maybe it was on HBO in like the early 2000s and I caught it on TV on a, on a weekend or something. But his performance, he's, he's a young actor at that time. He is training to be a a, a black belt, but then there's like this other level in whatever kind of martial arts that he's training for called the red belt, that the only way you can achieve it is by this certain tournament. But then even more than that, you have to have like basically like this total zen nirvana moment. And it's it's this journey. It's uh, he's also, there's also lots of social aspects coming at him because he's married to a white woman. And so there's interracial uh, biases that are happening. It is so, good and i i just want this movie to to get out because uh with more notoriety because he's so incredible in it
0: yeah it, so is he doing like is he doing martial arts in that movie he is okay because he played mordo in doctor strange mm-hmm. and got to do some combat and he was kind of a natural and that movie probably probably came before this it did yeah um so i was like oh that that must be where that comes from that's really that's really neat yes okay Um, are you still looking for it on Just Watch or not?
1: I am 2008 is when it came out.
0: Gotcha. Okay, yeah. So that was that was early, that was like before he really broke onto the scene.
1: Mm -hmm. You can only buy it right now, but here's hoping, (laughs) yeah.
0: All right, well, that's a good pick. Um, for my third pick, I'm gonna go with Denzel Washington, but I'm gonna go with his performance in Remember the Titans, which is one of my all time favorite movies. Um, Man, I can't even tell you. I, so many quotes from this movie that are so good, and the delivery from Denzel Washington is spot on every time. Um, I love the ensemble cast of this movie. I love this movie. I probably should go home and watch it because i am got a major sports hankering going on. <laughs> um, it's a It's a movie that, like, you 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 could look at it and think that his performance is really simple, but I I think that would be a mistake. I think just because the movie is like feel good sort of predict, predictable based on true story type mm-hmm. film, you can kind of get lulled to sleep, but um he's fantastic. And and multiple actors in that movie are fantastic, but um he stands alone. Denzel is untouchable. So good.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. What Your number? fourth pick? So I've got two more. This is not fair. Not fair at all i will select uh, pam greer from jackie brown you
0: dirty dog (laughs) how that was gonna be my next pick
1: (laughs) i'm in your head i am in your head yeah pam greer from jackie brown this is a movie that i didn't know enough about it it's a quentin tarantino film one of his nine um eight nine nine it's yeah, one of the yeah. nine so far yeah so one of his nine and this this movie is so well constructed and it's so different from the other tarantino films that he's made and pam grier is this the star of it all and she seems like this sleeper like she sees like she seems like a guinea pig like uh but she has so much going on in her head and it's, it's a really awesome and fun performance. Uh, I want to stress fun uh, by Pam Greer. And I don't know if she got any credit for for this, any nominations for it. I hope she did because this came out in the 90s, I believe. Um, so big, big, big kudos to to Pam Greer and Jackie Brown. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit mad at you about <laughs> that. But that's, that's what happens when you go first, I guess. I mean, I could have taken her earlier. You probably weren't going to take Remember the Titans. I regret everything. <laughs> um, okay, I'm staying in the Tarantino-verse. I mentioned this performance earlier, none other than Jamie Foxx and Django Unchained. I love this performance. Yeah. I already talked about it. It's understated. It's nuanced. It's beautiful. It's epic. Mm-hmm. It, 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 he gets to showcase all kinds of amazing things, and he just owns it start to finish. Totally not intimidated by the fact that it's a Tarantino movie. Totally not intimidated by the fact that, you know, he's got a supporting cast around him of absolute all-stars across the board. Samuel L. Jackson, Kerry Washington, um, our friend, Leo DiCaprio. Mm -hmm. And also what's the German guy's name? Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. (laughs) Um, yeah. What a cast. And, and, uh, He stands in no one's shadow in that movie, man. He just owns it start to finish and is so, so good. So definitely Jamie Foxx and Django for number four. What
1: I love about that performance is that it's, uh, again, he's an incredible mimic, but he is mimicking no one in that film. Yeah. He he has just built a character from the ground up and it's compelling. We've seen some films where it falls short and I don't know if that's the writing or if it's the direction, but this one, he nails it.
0: Yep. Absolutely.
1: This is my last one. Last one. This isn't fair. I know. I've like
0: we have honorable mentions. It's okay. All right.
1: <laughs> um, I gotta give Will Smith his his due right yes. here. Yes, because people have cast him aside, and it's true. I don't think they should because he takes on a lot of bad roles. He's done some bad movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but haven't we all? You and I.
0: Yeah. And I mean, certainly some <laughs> some high school video projects could have been better.
1: <laughs> uh, one of my favorite ones besides. Wild Wild West and Shark Tale. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you said Shark Tale. I was totally not expecting that. <laughs> would obviously be the pursuit of happiness. Yes. Also, based on a true story, mm. Will Smith knows how to bring it. He is a, a charming, handsome young man and. Uh, just a role that i never would have expected him to play and i'm watching this movie and that t- that movie too was like gut punch after gut punch after gut punch like please just let him win something and go watch that run see that if you haven't because he 100 i don't know what the competition was that year but he 100 percent deserved at least a nomination yeah which he may have got
0: i think he did yeah i'm pretty sure he did i wonder who won did he not win he's never won
1: he's never won
0: fart <laughs> noise that's that's preposterous. <laughs> um, yeah, he was definitely nominated though. Had to have been. If he wasn't, I demand a recount. It'd be a crime. I wasn't like I wasn't like that into movies yet, but I did watch that mm. movie and I did love it. He was nominated. For okay, best actor. Who for, beat him?
1: Um, this was in two thousand six. So let me Google that while you give your last pick. Okay, <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry. Um, no Country for Old Men won that year, I think. Mm. So Tommy Lee. No, I'm just was that the Brokeback Mountain year too? No, two thousand five. Sorry. Anyway, coming soon. Um, my final pick. Going, going with a off the wall pick a little bit. Just not in the sense that the actor is off the wall, but just the sense that it's a smaller role, but one that I absolutely love and rewatch often. Uh, Letitia Wright in Black Panther. Yes. She plays Shuri. She's T'Challa's uh sister, who's the genius scientist like beast. She's she's super young and like super feisty and um takes care of business for Wakanda um the chemistry that they have in that movie Chadwick Boseman and Letitia Wright is really really good and she just her character's great I mean people were like calling for a Shuri movie after her the Black Panther movie and though the logistics of that might be difficult just because she doesn't have as much like source material to pull from it would be sick and I would totally watch it because mm-hmm. like her whole character like being, like, that genius who, like, mixes, like, holistic with, like, tech, and I don't know, it's, it's really cool, um, and she's great, she's so, so good, and somebody that I hope, I mean Black Panther's sticking around because we're getting a Black Panther 2. I yep. I know Letitia Wright's going to be there uh and I can't wait. She's really really good. So I had to call her out.
1: Fantastic choice.
0: All right, honorable mentions. I get to go first on honorable mentions cuz you stole all of mine. Wait,
1: can I give the the what who the nominees were for yes, this here? Can. This list is insane. Um so this was 2007 for the 2006 films, Forrest Whitaker, Last King of Scotland, which he of course won. Yeah, he won for that. Peter O'Toole for a film called Venus, Leo DiCaprio, Blood Diamond, Ryan Gosling, Half Nelson, and Will Smith. Wow. Insane. Yeah, that's stiff. That's, <laughs> that's stiff not, competition. It's not fair.
0: Um, okay, my uh, my honorable mentions, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor for 12 Years a Slave, mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. and Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out.
1: Beautiful. I have 100. You ready? Sure. Forrest Whitaker, the last king of Scotland. Yes. Sterling K. Brown, Black Panther, Sidney Poitier, Hit in the Heat of the Night, John David Washington, Black Klansman, Halle Berry, Monsters Ball, Cuba Gooding Jr. Radio, LeVar Burton, Mr. Reading Rainbow himself in Roots as Kunta Kinte. Yep. Jamie Foxx, Ray, um, Will Smith, Shark Tale, Dijman Hansu from Blood Diamond, Daniel Klua, get out, Lakeith Stanfield, get out. Daniel, uh, Dana, I'm sorry. Danai. Oh,
0: Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, I forgot about Yeah.
1: Deny Guerrera, Walking yep. Dead series, and Kerry Washington. You stole from me.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, good call outs, uh, good list. That was a really fun one. Um, so yeah, that's a wrap. We have a little bit of housekeeping to do at the end because we got a lot of stuff going on at Popcorn for Breakfast. So, okay. I want to call everybody's attention to a couple of things. First of all, we talked about HBO Max in the open. Um, I put together a little video about HBO Max and what's going on with that platform and how it's different from the other HBO platforms and just like Kirk, me and Kirk's initial thoughts about the platform at large. You can find that on YouTube. You can find it on our social media pages. Would love if you would go watch it on YouTube. It would help us out a lot and if you could throw us a subscribe and a like well, I will love you forever. Um, It's true. He will. I actually will. I love you guys already but seriously it would be so great. And then uh, yes, yeah, so check that out if you're interested in HBO Max or if you haven't you just don't know everything about it yet Definitely check that out um, as Kirk mentioned earlier. We kicked off a blog series last week Which is the 52-week movie challenge. Um, there's a video on YouTube about that that kind of gives the details Talks about the book that we're running wa- walking through and as I mentioned earlier This week's movie is one flew over the cuckoo's nest, which I am rushing home to watch tonight <laughs> after this um, And the blog post it was supposed to drop today have to admit it was supposed to drop today. So I apologize for that. A couple of different circumstances going on that led to that, but I'm going to get it out either tomorrow or sometime over the weekend. We'll be sure to let you know when it drops and then we'll be moving on to week two. So there will be a video out talking about week two. Um, we did a live stream last week as we've been doing on the off weeks of a goofy movie. We had a super fun time. If you've been Thinking about checking out those live streams after the fact, this would be a great one to do. It's a really short movie, so you don't have much of a time commitment. It's like a 73-minute movie, and mm-hmm. so the live stream's real short. Kirk and I had a blast with it. It's super-duper fun. And it
1: was a goofy movie. Come on. Yeah, it was a goofy movie. I so mean, fun.
0: Yeah, it's great. Um, And I think that's it. I think that's all I got. Yeah, let us know what uh, movie
1: we should watch for our next live yes, stream. Yes,
0: yes. Please keep us posted. If you guys have any recommendations for Vlog series, vlog series, those sounded like the same word, but they were different. (laughs) Um, Movies that you want us to watch for this podcast, movies that you want us to watch on a live stream. Um, We are up and running with a lot. We have a lot of different ways to get content to you guys, and we are fully committed to that. So definitely send us your recommendations, and uh, yeah, we'll keep you guys posted. Um, I want to give a special thanks to, of course, Ryan Spriggs, who is our wonderful, wonderful executive producer that's right and also ryan spriggs and brandon Aristed who help with our theme music i've been pronouncing his last name wrong i think it's Aristed actually i found that out so that's episode rough.
1: 41 i know
0: we're only 41 <laughs> episodes in so uh shout out to those guys for our awesome theme music <laughs> and we will see you guys either next week or in two weeks
1: talk to you then <laughs>
0: like ready and you took that <laughs> opportunity. You were like, yep, and then you're like oh. <laughs>
1: right at the microphone. What in the world? Yeah, totally,
0: totally ready? <laughs> oh Lord. I'm still yawning that. <laughs> wow. Do you have any yawns to get out? <laughs> Not at the moment. No, I'm feeling good. I Sorry noticed, I'm boring you,
1: Kirk. <laughs> well I noticed you didn't yawn so you must be a sociopath. I am. That's
0: what yeah, that's true. I am. I'm a I'm a sociopath. <laughs> Uh, I'll probably yawn like three minutes into our next segment and it'll ruin my night. <laughs> and then I'll start yawning. And a chain reaction for the rest of the show. People are like, I can't listen to this. Oh, the Oscar ghost. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. That was a doozy. All right. Here we go. <clears throat>